It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. 19. Chris Beard applauds the fans for their efforts on this. And how about the effort by the Texas Longhorns? They not only beat number two Gonzaga, they blow them out. Final score tonight here at Moody Center. Texas 93, Gonzaga 74. Light it up on a Thursday, Thursday edition of Light the Tower on the Horn. We are live, we are local, we are digital on the Horn app. And at hornfm.com, wherever you're listening, however you're listening, we just thank you so very much for being a part of today's presentation. Hi, I'm Jeff Howe, Horns 24-7. It's where you can find my work, including my recap of that win over Gonzaga for the Texas men last night. We'll talk about that plenty today. Getting you ready for Texas and Kansas on the gridiron. Talk about what's in our insider report at Horns 24-7. Horns247.com is where you can get all of uh, the latest and greatest Longhorn team news, notes, and nuggets, the best recruiting coverage in the Texas market with Mike Roach and Hudson Standish. It's all there for you at Horns 24-7. Don't, don't forget about the Longhorn Blitz podcast, too. Myself, Matt Butler, and Rod Babers can get you ready for the Kansas game this weekend, a big-picture view of where the Longhorns are right now. You can get that at Horns 24-7 or anywhere you get your podcasts. Search Horns 24-7, Horns 247, no dashes, no slashes, no spaces. Click that follow button. Get every episode of the Blitz when it drops on Tuesday. Craig Way out today. Uh, Craig is uh, having his, uh, as everybody knows, I think by now, and I know me personally and everybody at the station. Uh, Craig is in our thoughts always uh, of late, and uh, I'm sure everybody knows by now that listens to this program. Uh, Craig's mother passed away last week, and the services are today. So he'll be out today. He'll also be out tomorrow getting ready to travel to Kansas for the game on Saturday. Uh, it's a 2.30 kick. That means four hours beforehand we get you started with the with Longhorn Game Day presented by Bud Light. That's Aaron Hogan, Mike Harge, and Rod Babers uh, leading you up to the network pregame an hour before at 1.30. And then at 2.30, it's Craig, it's Roger Wallace, it's Will Matthews from Lawrence with Texas and Kansas on that broadcast. And you can hear it here on the Horn all across the Austin Radio Network. Get to hornfm.com, the Horn app to fig to uh, get the streaming. Just a couple of clicks. Not a big deal. Just You can find it there, but you can stream it also uh, if you're unable to listen on the radio. So Craig, not in today, but we do have behind the glass, he's he's really the MVP of Light the Tower. He really is because he, he's here every day. Unless, unless... You are a Austin High School area football team playing in a state championship game during this time slot. Mm-hmm. That's the only the only way he'll miss a show. He is the publisher, curator, otherwise major domo of everything FlexATX. FlexATX.com, at FLXATX on all of your social media platforms. He is the legendary, and I do mean legendary, the one and only, <laughs> our erstwhile producer, the great Snoop Daniel. Snoop? Did you, you didn't go to Moody Center last night. Did yeah, you? I did. You made it out, bro. I I turned. That was the most lit time I've ever had at a Longhorn uh, uh, at athletic event. Man, easily. The, it, was, uh, it, was, it was so much fun. The Dylan that sequence where you get the Dylan Mitchell dunk off the lob from Marcus Carr, and then they get the steal, and then the Jabari Rice lob 
to Dylan Mitchell, man, I could feel it felt like the building was shaking. Like, there were was, so many good moments. I, I couldn't even – it was like overload good. <laughs> I mean, Gonzaga had that 10-0 run at the start of the game, and then Texas kind of chipped their way back into it. They couldn't miss last night. Three straight games now. Texas has shot over 50% from the floor, and the Longhorns get – it. definitely it's the biggest win Texas has had since you got to go back to Shaka Smarts last year. And granted, it was the COVID year, so it wasn't like – the full tilt Allen Fieldhouse experience. But when they went to Lawrence and put it on Kansas back in 2021, this is by far the biggest win since then. It's the most significant win. You can argue getting over the hump and winning an NCAA tournament game for the first time in almost a decade was huge, but it's the most notable win, let me say that, on a national scale for Chris Beard in his time as the head coach at Texas. So just a uh, phenomenal night of basketball at Moody Center. We'll talk about that. We'll we'll definitely be getting you ready for Texas and Kansas. We'll do that coming up uh, here in just a little bit uh, in addition to our basketball talk. It is Thursday. We do have high school football playoffs starting tonight. Did you get everything squared away, Snoop, for the Thornhill game? I do. Yeah, I do. I I still might go to Flatonia, to the Flatonia game. So you're undecided? Yeah, I'm still undecided. So you got two options. You just don't know which one. Because Marion isn't bad. It's kind of like out the way and not like you got to take 35, but then you take a, a detour. Yeah, I, I know where Marion is. Yeah. yeah. I, I've only been there once for a Georgetown softball game. So anyway, thinking about it. But yeah, three tonight and full slate tomorrow and Saturday. Drip. Let's go. No doubt. So we'll talk about we'll talk high school football. We've got uh, our weekly coaches conversation. Those are brought to you by Texas Truck and Trailer. Uh, Vandegrift head coach Drew Sanders joining us. Really tough. Snoop, I don't I mean, I don't know what superlative you want to put on it. I mean, Lake Travis's win over Round Rock was probably the most impressive by district win for anybody in the area. But if you're going to go with like maybe, maybe a, an impressive win that flew under the radar, dude. Vandegrift beating Bowie is nothing to to sneeze at, man. That's Bowie. Bowie's playing some good football this year. Uh, it was twenty one fourteen before Vandy uh, tagged on that final touchdown. Yeah. The way. So we'll get uh, we'll get Drew Sanders. We'll get Coach Sanders' take on that, and then uh, moving on the Vipers due to the arrogant rounds. So we'll talk to Coach Sanders. We got a Longhorn notebook coming up. Like I said, inconceivable. We'll close out hour number one. Hour number two. We'll continue the Texas football and basketball talk. Snoop will get you ready for the playoff weekend with his Flex 30 update. Anything specific for no, just Flex 30 today, Snoop? Postseason, and I do, I'll do. i give volleyball a little love because they're playing in a state uh, championship tomorrow, so two of our area teams. There you go. I love what this texture says. Specs text line is open 337-3776, and in addition to everything we're covering, we're also taking your feedback. Texture says, Craig did a heck of a job last night on the call, as he always does. Said I mute the TV and listen to him. That's that's the way you should. You know what I was doing? doing? Eddie, will you go get a drink? Which I had three Love Streets. That's why I have a headache. This What's morning. in a Love Street, Snoop? It's good. It's a very good beer. I I don't know. It's I don't oh, even, I thought it was a mixed drink. Okay. No, no, no. But then I did have a. Oh, I forgot I had four drinks. Oh, <laughs> well, anyway, I forgot about <laughs> that fourth one. I hey was, now. dude. I was. Having a great time. It was so lit. Anyway, I could gush about it. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So I'm out there getting a drink, and you can hear Craig. They have his call on outside. Yeah, so on it's really, I'm like, Father, 
<laughs> not really but. so is love street is that like a local uh, local brewery you know what i i out of ignorance i i don't know so you're I just gonna say. plead ignorance yes. on this one okay. but it is oh, it, it's a nice can there you go uh let's go ahead snoop let's go ahead and do a big let's we we talked mm. about basketball let's just do it now we'll talk basketball and football here in the longhorn notebook jeff howe's longhorn notebook brought to you by aaron bowersock your home loan expert let aaron do for you what she did for Craig when Craig made the move to Georgetown, man, she made it so easy for Craig and Linda to make that move. Let her do that for you. Bowersockteam.com is where you need to go. It's Aaron Bowersock, your home loan expert, sponsoring our two Longhorn Notebooks on today's show. So, Snoop, you know what? I, I'm going to start the Longhorn Notebook with you today, Snoop. I'm going to give you the floor. What are you, All right. Just give me your thoughts on this game last night because I was watching it from a different vantage point. You actually got to watch it. I'm watching – and then I'm writing, so I'm just kind of in this this tunnel vision during right. the game. I can't really enjoy it like a fan can. Mm. So give me your thoughts from the, from the seats last night. Um, everybody was into it. People were standing up, and the people behind them weren't getting mad. It was a game where everyone was That's standing. A rarity. They, they, they were standing game. like you know they were into it. It's I can't. It's such a night and day between the Irwin Center and what this is, that unless you experience it, you can hear people talk about how awesome the new Moody Center is and how it's a cool basketball venue, but you have got to do it. As uh, as Longhorn <laughs> Bear says on the Specs text line, Texas finally has a real home court advantage yes. for a basketball game. Like I said, Gonzaga made that 10-0 run at the start of the game, and then Texas really stemmed the tide. The whole game they changed. Down jumpers. That's yeah, what I say. the whole game changed. If you go back to Gonzaga making that 10-0 run, uh, right before the under-16 media timeout, right before the first timeout of the game, Nolan Hickman knocks down a three from the wing and then gets called for a technical foul going back down the court. Jabari Rice makes those two free throws. So then it's 10-5 at the under-16 media timeout. Out of the timeout, Christian Bishop gets a steal and a layup, and the whole game just completely changed once that happened. If you start looking at it, Snoop, when you break down the numbers last night, there's a couple things that stand out. One, Gonzaga turned the ball over 20 times. Texas got 27 points off of Gonzaga turnovers. Uh, Fast break points for Texas in this one. Uh Longhorns had the edge and fast break points. I think it was 12-4. I'm trying to pull it up. They're 12-2. Texas had a 12-2 edge last night in fast break points. You realize, Snoop, as much as we talked about tempo and Texas playing fast through the first three games, and granted, UTEP is UTEP should be a solid mid-major team by the time they get everything, all the kinks worked out. And one was against Houston Christian. Texas in fast break points through three games, they've got a 53-3 to edge in fast break points on their opponents through the first three games. So they are getting out and running because they're getting live ball turnovers on defense and they're scoring. Chris Beard talk, when you hear Chris Beard talk about we want to score off of our defense, that's what he's talking about. Force live ball turnovers, push the ball, look for easy buckets in transition, and that's what they got last night, like I said, with the fast break points, 27 points off of turnovers. All of that leads to... A number that I think is going to be really key for Texas this year are the number of possessions they get per game. Chris Beard teams typically average somewhere around like 65, 66 possessions per game. That's 74 possessions last night. 
1.26 points per possession for the Longhorns last night. You're going to win a lot of ball games doing that. And Snoop, what's, what's fascinating about this team is you look through the first two games, they didn't shoot the ball well from three. I mean, they were three for 22 from three against Houston Christian. They still shot over 50%. That just shows you they've got the ability to score in multiple ways. They don't just need to be a team that relies on a three ball. When you have a night where you shoot 13 for 33 from deep, that helps. Tyrese Hunter was on fire last night. I asked Chris Beard about this in the post game. He's and, a G. And I, Tyrese Hunter? Yeah. Yes, we'll get to the guard specifically here in a minute. <laughs> well, actually, we'll get to it right now because this is he ties into the point I want to make. Along with Jabari Rice, who I've already mentioned, we talked about Dylan Mitchell getting the two dunks. Arterio Morris gave Texas some solid minutes. When I looked at that team last night, specifically Tyrese Hunter, I was just kind of not blown away, but it really stood out to me how the moment last night wasn't too big for him, and it wasn't too big for Jabari Rice, and it wasn't too big for Dylan Mitchell or Arterio Morris. And I think this goes back to the way Chris Beard has put this team together in getting Arterio Morris and Dylan Mitchell. He got two guys that won at a high level in high school. Tyrese Hunter helped Iowa State get to the Sweet 16 last year in the NCAA tournament. Jabari Rice helped New Mexico State pull a first-round upset of UConn. That's those 5-12 matchups we always talk about in March, right? New Mexico State over UConn was one of those last year, and Jabari Rice was a big reason why. Uh, and he's played in a lot of high-leverage games. The New Mexico State program's a good program. He's played in a, high, a lot of high-leverage games for them. And I asked Chris Beard about it, and he did say, yeah, he's like, those guys, were they were poised, and they held themselves accountable on the floor. And that kind of stuff can go a long way. That took Texas a long time to find last year with so many new pieces, and they really didn't find a snoop. I don't, I don't know that they really found it, found it until the win over Virginia Tech and then the Purdue game last year in the NCAA tournament. I think that's when they kind of really started to figure out roles and playing off of each other and how this whole thing fits. I think, I think they, bottom line, I think last year they figured it out too late. It seems like they've already crossed that bridge. They're already good as far as the chemistry goes, everybody understanding their roles. But I just thought the poise, the experience, the winning experience of those four newcomers. I thought that was so big last night in helping them overcome that early surge by Gonzaga, get back in the game. Uh, if you remember, Snoop, I think you remember the play. Uh, Texas come, it's uh, as as the game, things are kind of going back and forth, back and forth. They never got within, passed within three, correct? Yeah, they're kind of going back and forth, back and forth uh, in the uh, early in the first half. Yeah. And then Texas took the lead. It was a. 21-20 lead coming out of the under-12 media timeout. Christian Bishop has that drive. Defense collapses on him. He goes block-to-block pass to Dylan Mitchell for a dunk. Texas never trailed after that point. Uh, I like the way Texas shot the ball. Again, Mark Few said the biggest difference was the ball pressure Texas got last night that really negatively affected Gonzaga. And Texas dominated the guard matchup last night. When you look at what Tyrese Hunter, Marcus Carr, Jabari Rice, those three guys in particular, what they did against Gonzaga last night. I mean, Hunter, talk about Tyrese Hunter going for 26. You realize Marcus Carr had seven assists to one turnover last night, while scoring 16 points. And then Jabari, man, Snoop. Snoop, I know I say it all the time, man. My favorite player on this team might be Jabari Rice. I just love the the juice that that dude brings off the <laughs> bench. He's one of those guys that, man, like I said, you look at him in warm-ups and you're like, well, this dude, uh, 
this dude doesn't look like he don't look like he's much right. of anything. Right. And then you put him in the game, and he's diving for loose balls, and he's driving to the bucket, and he's knocking down shots, and he's locking people up on defense. Uh, that is an impacts winning kind of guy. Is Jabari Rice? Jabari Rice had eleven points off the bench last night. Those three guards, man, Gonzaga's guards just did not play well at all. Nolan Hickman had four turnovers last night. Uh, Rasir Bolton, when Texas made that run, they outscored Gonzaga early in the second half. It was 14-5. to That's when Tyrese Hunter really got hot. Dylan DeSue had a three, and I'll get to DeSue in a second. DeSue had a three in that run. Uh, Rasir Bolton got the game to the under-16 timeout when he, he drove drove down the lane, and I think Drew Fallon Christian Bishop went up, got the and one. I was like, man, I was like, Rasir Bolton's had a quiet night. That was his first field goal. Rasir Bolton didn't make a field goal in this game when the outcome was still in doubt. Shot three for nine from the floor. Uh, Hickman was three for six. Like I said, four turnovers for Hickman. Drew Timmy had almost as many turnovers last night as he did field goal attempts, and that was another big thing. I know we talk about the guards, but the job that Dylan DeSue and Christian Bishop and Brock Cunningham, and I think those three guys specifically, I think you go back to the NCAA tournament, and I think the fact that they did – they had to battle so hard with the size disadvantage against Purdue. To me, I think that group of that group of forwards, I think, really turned a corner and really took a big step forward. Because at that point, with Purdue's size, you, and granted, Drew Timmy's a different animal, but you, you kind of stare the devil in the face, so to say, when you face Purdue, the, the kind of bigs like Purdue has. I think that group took a big step. We're seeing what Dylan DeSue looks like. Snoop, I know you saw Dylan DeSue in high school yeah. when he was healthy. We're finally starting to see what he looks like when he's healthy. Brock Cunningham, at one point in the first half, had, had the seven points in a row. And including that great pass was a bad pass by Hickman. He knocks it away from Timmy, takes it down, and lays it up. Uh, you had the play towards the end of the first half where he and Arterio Morris uh, double team Timmy on the block and and get the turnover. I, I, I thought one thing Texas did. If you look at Drew Timmy's touches early in that game, and I'll go back and watch the game at some point to to double confirm this. If you look at some of Drew Timmy's touches early, it seemed like he was catching the ball. Way too close to the rim, getting it, getting way too deep on his initial touch, and it's really hard to defend him when he's got the ball that close to the bucket. After that, they did a really good job. I thought the guards did a good job of making Gonzaga set their offense pretty high up, pretty close to midcourt. That pulls Drew Timmy away from the basket a little bit. It's easier to to double team him once he's if he's catching the ball at the elbow as opposed to right down on the block. I just thought Texas did a really good job, much better, like infinitely better job defending Drew Timmy than they did last year in the game in Spokane. So we'll continue to talk Texas basketball throughout the show. Before we take a break, I do want to get to a couple of things that are in our insider report at Horns 24-7, just a couple of football nuggets. There's been a lot of talk this week about Xavier Worthy. You know, that USC portal transfer rumor is out there. We're not, nobody's oblivious to that. Uh, but our insider report at Horns 24-7 this morning uh, leads off with the fact that Xavier Worthy is engaged and connected with his teammates at Texas and doesn't appear to be focused on anything other than helping the Longhorns win. So you can get over to Horns 24-7 and read more about that. Another interesting, two other interesting nuggets. Uh, Kelvin Banks apparently has been working through a hand injury. That could be one of the reasons why Texas hasn't run to the left side all that much. Apparently it's been a little tougher for him to fit his hands to run block as opposed to pass block. So maybe that's something, maybe that's nothing. But keep an eye on Kelvin Banks. 
if that hand starts to heal, maybe they start to run to the left side of the line a little bit more. And as bad as Kansas is on defense, you should be able to do it. Uh, but I digress. And then Deshaun Jameson still trending in the right direction to be able to play on Saturday. But again, you've now you've developed some depth at that corner position with Terrence Brooks uh, coming off of a really, really strong performance against TCU. I mean, I, I think it's good for the young corners. He had a rough game against Iowa State, but Austin Jordan, you go back and watch Austin Jordan against Alabama. Uh, he played was in, in the high teens, low 20s in terms of snaps. So you've gotten some good reps this season from the two young corners, but it looks like Texas is on track to get Deshaun Jameson back for the game on Saturday. All right, we'll take your feedback on the Specs text line, 337-3776. We'll take your feedback throughout the show. But right now, we got to take a break because Drew Sanders, Vandergriff head coach, will join us after the break for the for our weekly coaches conversation brought to you by Texas Truck and Trailer. We'll do that when we come back on Light the Tower on the Horn, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Craig out today. It's Jeff and Snoop. You'll hear some Snoop Daniels coming up here in just a moment. Got the Whataburger Top 5 with Snoop. Top 5 road trips this weekend for high school football teams in and around our Fairburg. It's a playoff, Snoop, so everybody's on a road trip of some sort. Unless Uh, you're Cuero. Big night of high school football tomorrow night on the Austin Radio Network. All three of our ARN teams are playing tomorrow. It's Snoop and the crew with an extended flex pregame starting at 6.30, leading you up to the pregame shows at 7.15. You've got Lake Travis and Steele here on 104.9 The Horn. You've got LBJ and Port Natures Groves on 105.3 The Bet and on 101.9 at AM 1260 from the Kelly Reeves Athletic Complex. It's Vandegrift and Converse Judson. Joining us right now on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline for our weekly coaches interview brought to you by our good friends at Texas Truck and Trailer. It is the head coach of the Vandegrift Vipers, Drew Sanders. Drew, uh, it's got to be good, just that good feeling down in the cockles of your heart to be playing football beyond the practice field, getting ready for a game this close to Thanksgiving. Yes, yeah, that's the goal. Everybody sets out to in the heat of August to be practicing when it's cold, and we're getting to do that. So we're we're really pleased with where we are and not satisfied, but pleased to be playing. Drew, you got one last game at Monroe last week against Bowie. We talked about it. You, you know what you're getting into when you play a, a Coach Abel's Coach Bowie team. Right. Uh, you're going to get physicality. You're going to see speed. Uh, your team saw all of it and came out with a two-touchdown victory. Yeah, I mean, it was, like you said, it was exactly like we expected. It was a all-out war. 
um, between two great teams, and, and we were fortunate to come out on top. It was a seven-point game pretty much the whole entire time, uh, and then we were able to close it out. Our offense had a tremendous six-minute drive to, in the fourth quarter to finish the game and just all runs and uh, was able to close it out and get to 28-14. But much respect to the Bowie Bulldogs. They have a tremendous program. Drew, that's one position group I wanted to ask you about this week was your offensive line. Uh, we know some of the big names you've got, but the, it's more than uh, just the pieces that make a good old line. That thing has to come together. It's got to gel. It's got to work as a unit. Uh, how would you assess the play of your offensive line to this point in the season? Well, I'm, I am pleased with our offensive line. You know, they, I thought early in the year, um, I didn't think they were playing up to their potential. And um, Coach Mauser, my offensive line coach and coordinator, and myself kind of made that known to them. And I thought they took that personally and, and have steadily gotten better throughout the year to where, you know, we feel like um, that it's what become one of our strengths of our team, which we thought it should have been. And uh, we think it's now starting to get to where we feel like it should. You know, when you have – two Division One linemen on the same line. I mean, that's never happened in Vandergrift history. Mm-hmm. You ought to be pretty good. In addition to we, our other three guys are are uh, really good players also and big and strong. So I, I've, I've been pleased with their answer to the call that we, we put out to them. Vandergrift head coach Drew Sanders joining us here on Light the Tower on the Horn. Jeff Howie and Snoop Daniel. Coach, uh, will you say those other three linemen's names besides Ian Reed and besides Blake Frazier, of course, which are the D1 bound yeah. guys? Like, Who are those uh, other three on the line? Well, we got Sam Perry at left guard. He's a junior. Um, and then we have Gage Garrison. Um, and Gage Garrison also is a junior. So we have three of these guys coming back next year. Um, and I think both of those other guys I just mentioned, I think that they'll be getting some offers uh, in this offseason. And then um, we have Ryan Jeffries, who just got a walk-on offer at TCU. He's a senior. And uh, so we're pleased with, with all those guys and uh, the work they've done this year. Yeah, it's great to hear those guys' names called because they, they aren't often. I don't know if I've asked you about Beck Ormond yet and how mm-hmm. he's, like, quietly really emerges, maybe the number two receiver. I guess he's just he's doing really well. Can you kind of talk about his growth? Yeah, Beck Ormond has done a tremendous job, uh, senior, um, and, you know, he's kind of waited his turn. Um, and it just, he made a tremendous over the shoulder catch. I don't know if you saw it yes. guys, but, um, in, in the second or first drive, it was third and seven and, and, um, you know, he got a toe, one toe in, I mean, it was just a tremendous athletic play and, and, uh, he's a big kid. You know, I think a lot of people underestimate he's probably six, two and, and 180, 185 pounds. And he's done just a tremendous job of being patient. And then now he's making big time plays for us. Drew, defensively, uh, you know, again, you, you hold Bowie to 14 points. Uh, we know how just multifaceted they are on offense. So what'd you, when you went back and watched the film, what did you like about what you guys got done defensively last week? Well, we uh, adjusted well, I thought. You know, they did a couple of good things. Um, we were trying to take away some of their stuff in the flat to number 25. Uh, Max Barnes, y'all know him well. He's a really good player, and, and uh, they're, they're, they're so well coached answer some of that stuff that we were doing and so we had to kind of adjust so I guess to answer your question I loved how we um I like how we answer the call on adjustments like we had to make some adjustments during the game and they were able we were able to tell them on the sideline what we're doing and they were able to execute it and you, you guys know how hard that is uh, and so it was just I was really pleased with that and then I also thought we were very physical up front 
Coach, okay, I want to ask you about two more guys uh, that we don't really hear about much, but uh, Connor Freeman had, had an outstanding game last week. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and Alex Foster, I don't know if he's always been this vocal, but it really feels to me like he's kind of like emerging, even though he's just a junior as like that yeah. guy that, that, that people are rallying around. And it's really interesting to watch. Can you talk about those two? Yeah, you know, Connor uh, is a pitcher also on our baseball team. I love having the uh, young men play multiple sports and support that. And so, you know, he could have easily gone straight baseball. He's probably going to be a college baseball pitcher. Um, but he loves his teammates, much like my quarterback. And and uh, just had a tremendous year. Had a, a key interception to kind of finish the game off and then played the screens well. So I'm very, very proud of Connor. And then Alex, um, you know, he's a lacrosse guy too, talking the two sports stuff. Um, he'll be have all kinds of offers in football and lacrosse. Uh, this spring, and he has become more vocal. I think he's getting more comfortable, um, and the guys are looking at him because they know he's averaging about 10 tackles a game, and he's all over the place. So I think he's proven that he belongs to the way he plays. And so you're right, he is uh, kind of taking over um, some of the defense and, and uh, doing a tremendous job. Drew, when you look at Judson, uh, you see a 5-6 and six record, but I'm sure when, when you look at their personnel and, and you and the staff watch the tape, uh, they don't look like a five and six football team. Uh, what, what's your take on Judson? Just off the cuff, watching the film. Yeah, well, first of all, they're six and five. They had to, you know, forfeit uh, a game, so actually they have won six games. So that's number one that some people may not know. Um, and then number two is they've changed their quarterback. So if you look at the success they've had since they changed to their sophomore quarterback, they have gone with him instead of their senior. Uh, they've won majority of their games. Um, and so they, they've kind of figured out who they are. This coach, uh, Coach Soto, just got there this year. And so, you know, it's, it's taken him a bit to figure out his team. And so they are humming. They are um, hitting on all cylinders. And I'm telling you, they've got speed everywhere, especially at receiver. Um, and then they've got one of the biggest human beings I've ever seen at their defensive end. Y'all have to see how big this guy is. Uh, it's unbelievable. And so they, I mean, they're Judson, right? And so it, they're going to bring their A game, and so we better we better show up. Yeah, Drew, I know that that defensive line for Judson, Johnny Bowens is a, a Division One prospect, and to kind of circle back to where we started, uh, it's got to be a real good challenge for your offensive line, just kind of knowing knowing what they're getting into this week. Yeah, you know, you you got to if I'm a if I'm one of our tackles, you know, my two guys have either committed or been offered. This is a great chance for them to show what they can do. Um, they've got a big, big challenge there across from them, and I think hopefully they're they're taking that challenge seriously. It's going to be that. I mean, that is the matchup to watch. If I was a fan and just wanted to watch something, I would watch uh, their big DN versus either one of my tackles. Drew, I've asked our other coaches that we've had on this week because I'm always fascinated by this stuff at playoff time. Everybody's trying to trying to find stadiums that are available and get officiating crews and sort everything out. Right? Uh, how tough was it? How easy was it? What was that process like of uh, getting to settle in on Kelly Reeves and, and playing tomorrow? You know, it's it's always every week's different. It is. I, I'm with you though. I've done this for years, and it's one of my most favorite times uh, of the year because you truly don't know what's going to happen and then it all comes together literally within 30 minutes it's pretty funny um, but the coin flip was my favorite part of this week we we do a telephone um, we do it basically a telephone book flip which uh, you use zip codes and basically um, it's a way to flip a coin without um, being in the presence the physical presence of the other coach and so for the fans that don't know you pull out a, a just basically a coach's directory and one coach says the name of a random town and another coach says odd or even we go by the last 
number of the zip code. And so, you know, <laughs> if we were to say Mahaya, you know, where I'm from, you know, it's an odd. And so I say Mahaya, and if he says even, well, I win the flip. So it's pretty epic. It's a lot of fun. And, and like, I, I will say to the other coach, Coach, wow. listen, you you got to say it immediately. I'm not. You're not going to be Google searching this name, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'll say Mahaya, and if they don't say Otter even quickly, I'm like, no, 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 that doesn't count. But everybody, every coach is good, and they say it immediately, and it's uh, it's actually really fun, and, and you kind of kind of get your juices flowing almost like a game, you know, when you're ready to flip. It's pretty fun. It's going to be uh, 7:30 tomorrow night, Kelly Reeves Athletic Complex. It's Vandegrift, it's Judson, and you can hear that again. 6:30 pregame with Snoop and the Flex Crew. 7:15 pregame for Vandegrift Judson, leading you up to the 7:30. Broadcast. My hands started sweating when Coach started like describing that scenario. Because <laughs> if, if I were doing it, I would be like, uh, well, I mean, okay, sorry, Coach. It did, but my hands are sweating. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> Vandegrift head coach Drew Sanders joining us on the show. Drew, always good to talk to you. Best of luck to you and your kids tomorrow. Hey, thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Snoop. Bye, Coach. There he is. Vandegrift head coach Drew Sanders. I've, I've never heard of that kind of flip, Snoop. Wow. that I mean, literally, that – I don't. My, that was a weird. My body reacted to him telling that story. Weird. That's just weird. Kind of what uh, triggers us. Or, gambling is gambling. That's what it is. I mean, that's a straight gamble. Like DeSoto, odd or even. Say it, Jeff. Even. I win. It's seven eight, seven five one one five. <laughs> I get... e- easy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> easy killer. Sorry. I think that goes out over the app anyway, doesn't it? Sorry, app. I love you. Yeah. I didn't say anything too wordy, dirty. No, let's just go on to the Whataburger Top 5. Oh, yes, Whataburger Top 5. Oh, it's, it's coming. It's there. No, it's time for the Whataburger Top 5. Okay, prepare to receive. Today's edition. Here we go. Top 5 Road Trips. Yeah, you just called me a B on the air. You better, <laughs> yeah. you better give me some Vuvuzela. <laughs> no, 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 no. But not, not you. Was it wasn't you. I know, I know. It's the royal me. The royal you. All right, well, let's talk about royal road trips. Okay, so we got a three-way tie at number five. Decent segue, Snoop. I I give you an A for effort. Thank you. Three-way tie for number five. And all three of these guys play tonight. And it's uh, Thorndale, Flatonia, and Geronimo Navarro. They aren't exactly in Austin proper, but they're Austin-ish for sure. And uh, Thorndale has to has a trip to Bastrop, which isn't really that far because they're actually out on 290, right, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, I'm, Thorndale's out on 79. 79. You go past Thrall, leave Williamson County, and Thorndale's one of the first things you see once you leave. Jeff Powell, GPS. Uh, Flatonia headed to Marion. That's actually not too far either. They're already down south, and Geronimo Navarro heading to Jerdington. Uh, my number four road matchup is uh, the Westlake Chaparrales going down the street, I-35 to Rattler Stadium, taking on New Braunfels. I think that they'll take care of business pretty uh, Down in my neck of the woods. Oh, yes. Are you going to go? No. Uh, no, I'm getting on a plane tomorrow afternoon oh, to go to Kansas. Go to the law. The Lawrence, Kansas. All right. Georgetown uh, is my number three team. By the way, Georgetown, your mixtape is coming today. We had a little technical difficulties. I love our, our reporters. It's never – anyway, it's coming. Uh, it was an epic win last week. And in fact, somebody said that I should have mentioned that was probably – because we talked about uh, uh, Lake Travis beating Round Rock was Ann Gerald at a four seed beating Bandera. That was significant. But that was a really good Canyon team that Georgetown beat. Uh, and then they're going to be back on the road. They will be uh, in Magnolia, taking on Magnolia West. That's actually that's a true uh, a road game. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. Anyway. Depends on how the flip goes, Snoop. Yes. Uh, you say your city, and I'll say Otter even. Florence. Odd. 
zip code. Yeah, you're right. I win. I had, to th- I had to think about my old zip code. I haven't Yee. used it in a minute. <laughs> okay, I'm seven, good for you. It's 76527, right? Yes, that's odd. I said odd, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I get the home game. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, Liberty Hill, uh, my number two, they are headed down to Gustafson. Uh, Gustafson? Gustafson. Just Thank say you. Gus. Gus. They're headed to the Gus. Uh, uh, Gus Cordova. Shout out to him, super sophomore for late Travis. Head to the Gus, Liberty Hill. And then uh, my number one game, it's uh, it's – and Number I, one road trip. Road trip is uh, LBJ because they had the furthest. They got to go all the way to Katy, man. Oh, road stadium. Port Natchez Groves. P- you need to say PNG. Okay. I, I, but I, I do want to say the whole name so I get it right. A lot like I was saying Liberal Arts and Science Academy. See how it just rolls off my tongue You do now? you, Snoop. Nalasa. But, yeah, PNG. Port Natchez. Natchez Groves. Naked, not naked. Natchez Groves. Uh, yeah. Going down to Katy, Road Stadium, LBJ. Waterburger number one. Go get them, Jags. Thank you, Snoop. You know, there's a difference between being naked and being naked. Naked. <laughs> what article of clothing is? Well, if you're like naked, is when like if you're getting out of the shower, dry it off. That's naked. Uh, if you accidentally lock yourself out of the house, oh. if you well, I just run out and do something real quick, nobody's looking, and you lock yourself out of the house, and you're in a panic. Now you're naked. <laughs> <laughs> Naked's more of a state of mind, Snoop, than oh, a physical okay. presence. It's the physical, yeah, okay. That's how I like to think about psychological it. Psychological nudity? Uh, Well, it's physical. It's both physical and psychological. Okay. How about that? Okay, there we go. Yeah. Naked. It's a little bit of both. Uh, we'll talk. That's a, a decent enough segue to get us ready for Inconceivable, which is coming up next as we close out hour number one. On Light the Tower, on the Horn, live, local, and digital. On the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Hi, I'm Brian. Zip code flip. Snoop San Marcos. Even. You are correct. Oh my God, I got three home games in a row. Seven, eight, six, six, six. Oh the six, six, six always freaks people out whenever it I does. give it to them, like I'm it filling does. out paperwork at the doctor's office or something. And, and that's another thing, like, how do you know, like, you're really taking a gamble on if the coach knows the city? Yeah, you you know? might accidentally, you might pick some random so, town and it might be their hometown. Yeah, their hometown. Yeah, so if that the guy who texted on the text line was like, my hometown's PNG. I'm like, Port Nature's Groves, <laughs> even. And, like, they would get it. Oh, that's so fun. Uh, I've got two today, Snoop. Nothing outrageous. Okay. Uh, do you want a story about the world's longest beard chain or an election being decided by two pieces of paper? Mm, uh, let's end it with the election thing. So, oh, sorry. Okay. I got two music bands going. I'm sorry. Live radio. Yes. Got a, got a lot going on back there, Beard dog. chain? Like... Yeah, facial hair enthusiasts claim to have set a new world record for longest beard chain during an event in Wyoming last Friday. Participants gathered at Gaslight Social, a bar in Casper, where they stood side by side and clipped their beards together oh. to create a hairy chain that was measured at <laughs> 150 feet long. According to the Casper Star Tribune, that's more than double the Guinness World Record of 62 feet 6 inches set in Germany in 2007. To participate, people needed to sport a beard at least 8 inches long. According to the Star Tribune, the event occurred on the sidelines of the National Beard and Mustache Championships, which took place Saturday at the city's Ford Wyoming Center. Wow. That... Is interesting. I would not be uh, in the National Beard Championship. Does anybody, keep uh, here, does anybody up here have a beard? I don't think anybody at this station has a beard. Uh, Craig will grow one a little. I bit. think Craig should grow his back, like just full on, just 
Let it let it roll. It's probably up to Linda. Oh, it definitely up to Linda. That's why I can't grow my facial hair out because my wife will put the kibosh on that. Uh, a beer chain. You know, Aaron Hogan's probably of the on air staff. Aaron Hogan's probably got the closest thing to a beard. Hmm. I mean, we got. When I think of E. Hog, I think of him clean uh, a baby. Yeah, face. but Aaron Hogan, Aaron, Aaron can do the the no shave thing for a little bit, and Aaron keeps a can keep a decent beard. You know, I was just thinking. You said 150. Like I said feet. the closest thing we have to a beard with the beards. Yeah. that's like the Tom McKay jumbo screen. Of 150 beards. inches. Shout out Tom McKay. Yeah. Maybe consultation. Oh, 150 feet and 150 inches. That's different. 150 inches. Yeah, boy. If you're talking about a 150 foot screen, I don't know. Maybe Tom McKay can do stuff for somebody if they need it. Shout out to AB consultation. Jerry World. Snoop. Uh, just glad this was beards. You you know what though? This got me thinking. Ooh, look at that text. Ha ha. There's got to be a <laughs> There's got to be a Guinness World Record for somebody doing this making a chain with the hair that grows no, no, in the no, nether regions. No, no. No. Somebody, no, you no, know somebody's no, thought of no, it. Somebody no, had to have done it. No. 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 I, I'm just saying, man. Yo, what are you going to Oh, no. No, fam. I don't care. You, you you get that record on your own. Uh, I ain't gonna be in, I ain't gonna be involved in setting that record. I'm just saying that probably somebody somewhere, some group of people somewhere, figured out uh, they can set a Guinness World Record, and that's how they can do it. To each their own. I ain't I ain't no, judging. But, I ain't in fact, to, oh no, I'm not, don't I'm hate. Not. Congratulate. I actually cleaned up recently. Yeah. Yes, I did. Good for you, Snoop. It's good hygiene <laughs> yeah, practicing for myself. Yeah. All right. Obviously. Council right. race in Michigan town <laughs> settled by two pieces of paper. I like this. I don't know if you just Rochambeau for it or what, but uh, in Rogers City, Michigan, the election to fill a city council seat was settled by drawing two pieces of paper from a bowl days after the vote. The voting was tied 616 to 616. Wow. The new council member in Rogers City... Tamine Adair, whose paper said elected. Brittany Vanderwall's paper said not elected. There were hugs by the pair Monday and no hard feelings. Quote, I told people either way Roger City wins, Vanderwall said before the drawing. Adair said the election day tie meant the northern Michigan town population of 2,800 should be satisfied with both candidates. The people have spoken and they said, eh, either one, Adair said. Vanderwall's already looking ahead to the next election. Congrats, she told Adair. Do good work. I'll see you in two years. It's got to be rough to... <gasps> running a campaign is hard, man. I don't care what you're, what you're running for. And to have it come down to just drawing a piece of paper out of a bowl, it's got to be rough, man. I ran for a vice president for student government at Navarro Junior College. It was a lot of Did fun. you win? I did. My, you, you were... The, wait, wait, wait. For vice president. Vice president? Mm-hmm. Of student what? Student government. Student government. You're yep. VP of student government Roberts, at Navarro College. Roberts Rules of Order, all that. Look at Snoop. Mm-hmm. Look at Snoop getting involved in the uh, political process. They should have done the zip code thing. Roger City. Odd or even. I'm going to say even. Four home games for me in a row. <laughs> you looked it up? 49779, Roger City, Michigan. Well, you're having all kinds of fun with this. Yep. You should thank Coach Sanders. He's giving you like Four. your bit to do. You know what? This will be a great game for you to play with Craig. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, yeah. He'll know. He's cheating. He knows it too much. We have to have, like, 
you have to be a, play with a normal person. <laughs> not normal. Not normal. I got to look this up. So a texter texts mm. in and says, uh, Hayes County just elected a 19-year-old who works at a gas station with no political experience. The 19-year-old spent $0 and put zero effort into their campaign. I got to look and see what office this Ooh. was. Hopefully this wasn't like city council or something important. Hopefully it was like, I don't know, trash collector or something. No disrespect to folks no, that collect trash. That's right. They, they the real MVPs. And you know, like, if you don't pay tax or whatever, like, they can choose not to pick up your trash. Did you know that? Because I know somebody whose situation is like that. Like your city taxes? Yeah. Oh, I guess that's if, like, the city is in charge of your yeah. uh, waste disposal. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, it's a little... I didn't. I Side didn't know note. you knew that. So that's well, a, that's. See, look at Snoop. Snoop's dropping all these factors. Why don't you drop all these fun facts when Craig is here? I'm too intimidated. Well, get 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 unintimidated. I'm not intimidated. We might get that sponsored. The Snoop Daniel Fun Fact of the Day, brought to you by <laughs> blah whatever. Blah. All right, I'm gonna look up his Hayes County bit during the break. I got four home games in a row. Uh, two more. I'm gonna win. I'm gonna. Have home games all the way through state. Hopefully, I'm better than the Texas football team on the road. Damn, and I can I can win a few of those. Texas looking to get a road win on Saturday at Kansas. We'll talk about that and much more. And hour number two of Light the Tower on the Horn, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com.